everyone. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Pretty Not Bad, a creative's podcast. It's me, Patrick, and uh, today we got a special guest. He is a retoucher. He's a graphic designer. He's a musician. His name is Saish. I'm going to make him come out right now. Woo! Yeah! Thank you for having me in this. We're going to start doing intros like that from now on. Love it. People Love coming it. out from Super the back. Cool. Yeah. Super cool setup here. It's, you've transformed this place from the last time I came. Right? Yeah. What do you think? You like I it a lot? It. I love this typography, tape typography you have going tape, on over here. Tapography? Let me tapography, actually, actually. It's great. Hold on. I got to double check to see if the camera is recording. So. Oh, okay. Um, let me explain more about you and then I'm going to go check Wait, that out really quick. Just check right now. Oh, so shoot. All right. Well, do this. You should you just uh, cut this part. No, no need to cut anything out. Okay. You should just talk to the guests. Tell them a little bit more about yourself. Okay, well, you know, my name is Saish Katacha, born and raised in Southern California. I grew up in the IE, um, for those Inland of you Empire. that don't know, the 909 area code. I was in Diamond Bar until like I was like seven years old, and then we moved to Chino Hills, and my family's been there ever since. Right after college, I moved to Orange County, good old Orange County, where oh, I've been yeah. able to connect with cool cats like you. In fact, um, I went to school with this guy, <laughs> Patrick. Um, we both went to Cal State Fullerton, which is dope, and I met a lot of cool people there. Commuter yeah. school, you know. Pretty not yeah, bad. Or, orange pretty, pretty not, not bad. bad. Now I reside in uh, Huntington Beach. How's, how's that going for you? It's good, man. I mean, you live next to the ocean, and it's like your problems are solved, you know? Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty That's deep. deep. You're working for Golden Voice right now, right? Cool, cool. How's that going? Yeah, so I'm working part-time with uh, Golden Voice. They do Coachella, and they also do a bunch of other stuff for like AEG. Wait, what's Coachella? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's like that one I'm just big kidding. <laughs> festival yeah. that happens every year, twice. No, it's cool. I, I pretty much do a lot of design work for them on their creative team on the Golden Voice side mainly because pretty much AEG Live used to be AG Live. Now it's AG Presents are a part of Golden Voice type of thing. And um, I mainly do the Golden Voice side of things. Right. Um, but pretty much I work on a lot of posters for the LRA Theater, Fonda Theater, Microsoft Theater, the Novo, you name it. Yeah. I mean, pretty much at any show that's sponsored and presented by Golden Voice, uh, we usually create the posters and assets for. So that's crazy, man. It's a lot of fun. You stuff. you've also worked for Beats by Dre, right? Yeah. You did some retouching work. I did some okay. um, photo retouching stuff and design work. I, I got to design a lot of Snapchat filters for like Beats presents events. For those yeah. who do not know, Saish is a really good retoucher. I mean, I learn every day. <laughs> no, he's really good. Learn something new. He's every a day. good retoucher. But um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I felt like you've been progressing at retouching. You just started off retouching skin, and then you started doing other things. Yeah, like yeah. it slowly just became more gradual. Once you learn the tools, I feel like you can it's like easy, right? you know you can experiment with more stuff. Oh, I could do this. I could add this layer mask. Get rid of this or that or change this opacity or that opacity, and it yeah, just it's becomes something different. Photoshop. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid of using Photoshop, yeah. but it's actually not too bad. I mean, I started off as a designer doing a lot more in Illustrator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was more comfortable working in an Illustrator 
But then when I started at Golden Voice and some agencies I've worked at in the past and at Beats, like they mainly use Photoshop. It's easier for them to transfer files to designers and stuff. Right. And work internally, you know, or hand it off. Right. It's crazy. Even for me, when I used to work at Revolve Clothing, yeah, I would retouch some photos and then send it off to the designers and for the designers to actually get it checked one more time for copy and then it gets sent out, you know? For you, since you look at the retouching side and you can also see the design side, you get this bigger spectrum of it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Now that I have more retouching experience under my belt, I feel like I'm more cognizant and aware of things that could be fixed in the photo. For sure. As well as like the typography. It all ends up going hand in hand. Details, man. It's details. It's weird because sometimes you need a retoucher to put more backdrop space, real estate space on the left or right of the frame. And you're like, why would they need to do this? Because they need to add text. Yep. They need to add some symmetry. You got to add, you got to do that. Rule of thirds. You got to recrop sometimes as a retoucher. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, too, going into like cropping and stuff. I mean, now that you have so many social channels. Oh, for sure. Oh, we need a four by five, 16 by nine. We need a, you got to know your ratios, y'all. Speaking of crop, together, we did a project called Paper. Yeah. If you forgot about that. Yeah, so long ago. Yeah, we did a project together called Paper. All we did was shoe paper, used one to two light setup. We pointed it towards liquid gels. What a liquid gel is, these transparent papers that are colored, and you shoot through them, and it would bounce off a different light onto your subject. So Saish and I had this crazy idea. I'm like, hey, why don't we take close-ups on paper and see what we get out of it? So we were thinking about it. We're like, yeah, let's go try out different techniques. Maybe we can see different texture. Maybe we could see something new out of these pictures. So I brought out my camera. He was curling paper. He was was like sitting there crouching with a clamp. Crouching with a clamp. (laughs) Whatever it takes to get the shot, remember? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh, a lot of fun. And we got some dope shit. It It was fun. I actually have it in my living room space upstairs right now. It looks so beautiful. Also, I still have prints available. You know, hit hit brother (laughs) up. Yeah, I didn't. 18 by 24. Really nice. Kodak photo. We sold out on on my side. Hit up Saish. He still has how many left? Two or three? Yes. Nice. I have to double check. Oh, for sure. But I um, still have some available, so. Yeah, actually, I found out that two or three other people were asking me, so maybe I need to... Uh, Shoot look. them away. Yeah. That was a fun project. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought I got a lot of good experience out of it. Yeah. I, f- I did too, man. I like how we did little to no post-production on that. Yeah, like, the only post-production that we did was crop yeah. and color balance, yeah. and that was it. Everything like else was right off, the, yep, right off the camera. Yeah, so this is completely random, but I wanted to bring up my iPhone X. Okay. So I first, is it iPhone X or iPhone 10? You tell me, man. You, you're you the one who man, has it. I forgot. It's one of those. My, but anyways, my ass still has the iPhone 6S. You have the 6S? So I think that's what I have. Success. That's why he still has it. Yeah. yeah. But well, um, iPhone I, is failing, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bitter about it. I still use it every day. My iPhone, I thought I wouldn't like it. I bought it for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, for the camera. I wanted to start vlogging with it, and I just needed a faster phone because I had the yeah. 6 slow down with every text message I sent right. out. It would crash. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this iPhone, I'm actually starting to dig it more and more. I would be afraid of not having a home button. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not too bad because it recognizes your face and then it unlocks your phone that part i was worried that would be too slow if i were to drive in the car how am i gonna unlock my phone totally because i don't want to look at my phone and then type in the password if it's not facing my face right all you need to do is just kind of tilt it towards your face with a hands-free device Uh tap the phone and it'll open up Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it'll, it yeah. can see like the sides of your face and it'll work. I don't know. I love a it. A lot now. of people haven't haven't their sales like declined. They have people haven't really been buying it. The apparently. iPhone 10. Yeah. Oh, what? I mean, I heard just, about this recently. Oh, so or it's maybe, a brand new thing. Yeah, I think it's like newer. Whoa. Newer news. In that's other crazy. News. Yeah. In other news. In other news. Speaking of other news. You were telling me a little bit about meditation and telling me how good it is for the soul. And I've been using this app called Headspace. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they got some good designers there. Really? Yeah. The user interface is really cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I think I've, I I was listening to some podcast and it had the, the creator of Headspace. Yeah. Uh, even the way they even the and, way they explain like what Headspace is about, yeah, just everything from top to bottom. You're like, oh, this is actually a yeah. good app. No, it's something really that I've want, been wanting to delve into and kind of explore and check out. Like yeah. these apps, like there's even this Zen app. Apparently, I mean, I think I have it on my phone actually, but I've never used it. Right. Um, which, well, what's the Zen app? It's, I think it's, it's exactly like like Headspace in, in a way. You sit down, you listen to tutorials. Yeah, and it's like a guided meditation type of vibe. But for me, more, more recently, I mean, I, it's become a daily practice. And I feel the days when I slip up and I don't do it, I can feel my mind being more cluttered. And, and my productivity not being as sharp and like flows. The flow state isn't as as yeah. clear for me. When you get in a daily practice of it, like a ritual, like brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. you can really see the benefits of something like that, like for meditation. Sure. No, for sure. And and for me, like it's become more this past year, this full year, last year, into this year now. Like I've made it a daily habitual practice yeah. of sitting down for fifteen minutes be it focusing on my breath or chanting ohms or I, I come from an Indian background. So I'm a very spiritual person and this has helped me reconnect more to that side. Right. Of have my have you ever heard of uh, the box breath? No. Is you, that like fire breathing or something? No, you want to do it together right now? Sure. All right. All right. So what you do is you don't have to close your eyes, but I'd close my eyes whenever okay. I do it. It's very quick. Uh huh. So all you need to do is what's that? Do you want me to do it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Hold on. Let me re-explain it one more time. Okay. So for, you breathe in for four seconds. Uh-huh. You, uh, you hold your breath for four seconds. Okay. One, two. You breathe out for four seconds. Okay. I think I've done this. And then you hold it for four seconds. So that's box breath. So four, uh, four, four, four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's try Ready? Ready? Let's one, try two, three, and go. Hold it. Yeah, breathe out. Two, three, four. Now hold it. Now inhale. One, two, three, four. Now hold it. Now breathe out. One, two, three, four. Now hold it. Four. 
That's it. Nice. So you do that four by four. I think so. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta look it up. Some more. I don't know. I suddenly <laughs> feel amazing. Holy shit. Yeah, that's box. That's box. Okay, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, box that's cool. Breathing. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Okay. Sometimes when I'm super stressed out, yeah. my anxiety levels start kicking up. I gotta go straight to the box breath, straighten yeah. up my body, and do the box breath. Yeah. And then I, sometimes I. It doesn't work all the time, but sometimes I do feel better, mm-hmm. you know, so... It's it's like, you know, our breath is life, literally. Yeah. Like, it, your breathing is what's keeping you alive. And sometimes, believe it or not, you forget to breathe. I forget to breathe when I'm For fucking, sure. like, anxious and, like... Or when I, you're retouching. Or when I'm retouching under pressure. Hey, we need this right now. I forget to breathe, you know. It's easy to. When you take those deep breaths, though, like you find out that everything's going to be all right. Yeah. And you're going to get through this. And life is a lot simpler than you make it, you know? For sure, man. I was going to talk to you about meditation. Yeah. The question of the day is, what's creator's block? Okay. And Or creator's block, creative block, whatever. Um, And how do you get rid of it? Do you have a solution for that? Yeah. Uh, That's a wonderful question. I think for me personally, what's been working for me lately. Yeah. In terms of creator's block, first of all, I, I think what a creator's block is, is one of those things like you, you get a brief for a new project, let's right. say, like you're in the initial research mood board stage, if you will. Okay, how do I launch this off? Or maybe you're like in the middle of the project getting revisions back and you're like, I'm just fucking sick of this. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know? And you're stuck in a headspace where you're just like, I just want to get this done with, get paid whatever and it doesn't have to be that way and like your creativity can always be pushed more those blocks i think where that money factor comes in or like that deadline factor comes in is where those blocks hit the most at least on my end and i i know from several other people that it's usually the case uh i mean it's tough but yeah when you have i mean what do you think what do you what would you how would you define creator's block not being able to start not being able to start. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes everyone says, yeah, you just got to start doing it. You got to just right. do these things. But I feel for me, creative block is when you have these tasks that you want to mm-hmm. complete. But for some odd reason, you're not able to jump over that step. That's one, that's one side of it. The other side is having a hard time figuring out concepts or they're having a hard time trying to think, um, how am I going to make this, make these problems right. work? So that's, that's how I see it. Well, especially for like freelancers too. When I feel like when you're on your own, you hit these creative blocks more so than when you're with a group and you're motivated and more determined to like find a solution and, yeah, you know, a crux of a problem or like finish a project per se. But I'm, I do a lot of freelance work as well. And I'm, I'm completely freelance right now as well. I hit those creative blocks constantly with a lot of my clients, you know, and, For me, a solution is bringing in that meditation practice, you know, and that usually comes in after like, let's say I'm sitting at the desk from nine till 12 at 12. I'm okay. I've finished the majority of the stuff that my client needs right now before revisions come in or something. And I'll I'll take that one hour or that 30 minutes to do some yoga, stretch out my body because sitting down constantly, your, your lower back, your, you know, your posture gets fucked up and I got to realign that, realign my chakras, you know, get it, get it all flowing again, like my circulation and stuff. So yoga helps me kind of bring me back into the Zen inward. All right. Don't stress out. You're going to get through this day. 
you know? Right. And I usually do my meditation practice after my yoga session. So sometimes like I'm like super busy and I won't get to my yoga and meditation until the end of the day. But I look forward to that because it's a decompressor for me. And like, yeah, I've had creative blocks throughout the day. And then like I do this exercise, you could be running, you could go to the gym. It doesn't have to be yoga. I mean, you know, that's what works for me. Yeah, my form of meditation is uh, going to the dark room, printing, yeah, yeah, film prints. Oh, cool. Yeah, just going to the dark room and just dip, dip, Dope. dip, yeah. and wait, yeah. It's kind of like a therapeutic. It's very like therapeutic. repetitive. It's repetitive, but it's like in a way reflective. Yeah, and um, my I forgot what Buddy told me, but he was talking about meditation. Getting into the perfect mental state of mind is when he gave me a really good example. He's like, "There's so much chaos in your day. Oh yeah. So think about it as a wave. There's a bunch of waves going on. The best way to calm all those waves is to try to sh- obviously try to shut everything." To the point where all those waves die and your water is still. That's when your mind is clear again, when you can actually see through. That's great. So until you get your mind to calm everything down, that's when you're going to be able to actually see clearly again. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and we're probably talking about this and, you know, your listeners are maybe listening like, all right, these guys. Are <laughs> it's easier said than done, right? So like... For me, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this whole meditation thing. It's not until like a year after where I'm really seeing the benefits of it in, in my day-to-day life. Yeah, I've been And where to... I really need that 15 minutes of focusing on my breath to find that stillness of, exactly. of the water. Right. I... Not being like all fucking tidal waves constantly. I wake up. So I've been doing this thing called Miracle Mornings. Okay. And it's to wake up at 4.30 a.m. Oh, man. I've only done it. I've only done it a couple times. Okay. But it's to you wake up for 30 minutes. You meditate. Uh Whatever calms your mind, you do it. Okay. Okay. So that's So now it's five o'clock. And from five o'clock to 5.30, you log your day. Make a to-do list. Make sure you do exactly what you need to do uh, for the entire day or for the week or whatever you want to do. Okay. And then from 5.30 to 6, you shower and you get ready. So right when six o'clock hits, your day starts. Wow. That way you're ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Um, that's that's what's the, that's the miracle morning. But um, I know there's different types of morning that's routines the success, out there. That's the key to success, guys. Right here. What? This whole process that you just gave a ran, rundown it's, on. I'm not I saying love that. it's, I'm so not cool. saying it's easy to do. Yeah. I still wake up at six or seven sometimes. If I woke up that early, I will fall back asleep. But but, see, but that's that's the thing. If you discipline, if you have discipline, you wake up at four thirty. Okay, I got to do this routine, mm-hmm. and then you make it a habit. Once you make that it's a easy. habit, it'll be easy. So I I did it for like two weeks, and then I fell off again. So yeah. I'm gonna try to get back into that. But I heard this off of another podcast. But yeah, back to a uh, creator's block. So yeah. you use meditation for you to to have that clean mind in order for you to start creating again. It, that and even for me, like. Just going out in nature, a park. I mean, for in my case, the beach. It doesn't have to be a beach. 
could be the park. It could be so like, let's just say going for lived, a walk, like right. in the city, even mm-hmm. as a as a designer, as a creative person, as a visual person. You you're a visual being. You see things and you get inspired by them. Like I right. love seeing any type of typography, like while I'm walking on the street for or sure. driving by something. Oh, that looks like shit. Or oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you know that's right. clean. That's crisp. That's modern as fuck. Or something. You so, know? like, for people who live in desert areas yeah. or whatnot, yeah. um, how how can they meditate? I too? mean, they have the best scenery and right. the best nature. Like, my family's from Chino Hills, and over there, there's nothing to do. Right. But I go for hikes. Yeah. And like, you see the most beautiful trees and like birds and like, I don't know. It's so nice to just go outside and breathe, inhale the fresh air. Sitting at the desk, computer desk all day. Those are, you'll hit those creative blocks. And if you just step outside for like 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. So my solution for creator's block, try to meditate, focus on your breath, maybe go outside in the nature. Yeah, so no matter where you are, you could be inspired. Even if you live in the city, sometimes it'll mm-hmm. smell like crap. Oh, yeah. We know how L.A. is, yeah. you know? We yeah. love we love L.A., yeah. but it does smell like shit sometimes. So that's the raw, like, genuine attitude of the place, you know? Yeah. It's, it's unapologetically fucking grimy and gross sometimes. But, see, there's, but there's, there's beautiful beauty, There's beauty parts, in that, right? You know? Yeah, I agree. Even though it smells bad, yeah. but there are there's another side of things mm-hmm. and... The yeah. arts district's located in like almost Skid Row. Yeah. And there's like, you go one block and there's some bougie ass hipster cool things. You go the next block and it's Tent City. Yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird city. It's a contrast. Yeah, there's a huge... It's getting gentrified as fuck. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't live there right now per se, so uh-huh. I can't really say, but I know plenty of people that do and, you know, their rent goes up and people that used to be able to afford to live there and have lived there the whole lives can't afford to live there anymore and right that's shitty as fuck like that's not a position or a place that is fair for anyone that's been living there their whole lives oh for sure and then all these like ran- random young kids are coming in and taking up space but at the same time like we're rebuilding their economy like in the city in a way yeah like, you know so starting like small businesses and shit. it's like i don't know there's a balance right yeah there has to be a balance for that too. Yeah, it's tough, man. So this segment is uh, about dropping some knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So if, if there's anything that you want to drop, you could totally uh, talk about different business tactics if you like. If you want to talk about different techniques that you've heard about, maybe talk more about meditation or just whatever you feel, man. Yeah. I feel like, you know, in this technology age, we're really distracted. I'm I'm distracted daily uh, with my screen. Dude, I totally in my forgot hands. to post today. Yeah, <laughs> or like I didn't post on my Instagram story today. I need to post something. Yeah, or like let me check my Instagram just because. Why not? Or let me check my Facebook to see if I have a red notification. Right. That gratification is like unhuman in a way. Yeah. Which I feel personally fucks up your productivity because I agree. I could be at the desk doing my work happily and then I'll just pull out my phone to like wait till my file saves and it's why the fuck do I need to be doing that? Yep. See what I did here? I totally fucked up our productivity yeah. by yeah, pulling out shooting that a boomerang, but it's pretty dope, right? Actually, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, are you going to post it right now? Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to save it first. All right. Well, well, like in terms of like productivity and flow, like deep flow deep whatever all that stuff um no for sure. what is it deep work i think 
what's that guy's name? Cal Newport. Is it Cal Newport or something? He talks about deep work. Right. And um, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Like, for example, Unmistakable Creative, which is okay. a great one that I've been plugged right there. Great podcast for creatives. As well as this one now. It's becoming like a... a <laughs> A f- new favorite of mine. Oh yeah, unbiased. He's, he's heard the first episode. Yeah, it's really good. It should be coming out next week. So um, next week, I won't even tell you what day today is, oh, dude, just we're so in that the just in case. Over here. <laughs> um, but um, I I didn't mean to uh, do that. It was supposed to be a joke, but uh, no, you're fine. I hope you're it fine. didn't come off as like oh, me no. looking bad. No, you're good. Um, but but for the you- pot for the podcast people, I pulled out. As he was talking about social media and productivity, I pulled out my phone and I was boomeranging him <laughs> while he was talking about that, saying how that's not productive at all. So I do apologize. It's all good, bro. <laughs> it's all Sorry. good. Well, I mean, lately what I've been trying to do is yeah. they say like 15 minutes before you go to bed and 15 minutes when you wake up or even the first or last hour in your waking hours and you're sleeping like right before you sleep. like. Right. You should try to not look at your phone. It's it's the biggest kind of like your day. slow down your day. A B maybe even slow down your like inspiration, your creativity, your originality. In a way, you're looking at what everyone else is doing, and you're not really focusing on yourself and what you need to be doing. Right. And you know what you want to do, and you have goals and aspirations and stuff. And then you're looking down Instagram, and there's all these other people that are doing what you want to be doing. And like, why am I not doing it? Because you're staring at the damn screen. It's because you're not doing it. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm trying to do better at this. I'm not trying to be hypocritical like I'm saying this, and it's a difficult thing to do, and this is the age that we live in. We're learning how to adapt and kind of, you know, live in this tech world that we live in. Yeah. Um, for me, in terms of dropping some knowledge on this, you know, productivity flow, I try to put my phone away, like, in my bag or, like, in a drawer while I'm working. Right. And, and I have found 99% of the time, actually like almost 100%, let's be, let's be honest. Like I've been able to get my work done a lot, hell of a lot faster than if I'm like sitting there like, ooh, let me just like use the pen tool and like do this part of the, the project. And then right. let me, oh, did anyone like my shit? <laughs> no. Like that's where that's then that project that should have taken you like an hour ends up taking you like three hours. Right. So what he's trying to say is don't cut social media out completely. But when you are trying to do work, you should put it aside, Mm -hmm. you know, put everything in moderation. Right. Yeah. Uh, That was good. Yeah. That was, that touched me right, right (laughs) there. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It's hard to implement, but like once you do it, you just feel a lot like there's a time for it. Yeah, clear headspace when you do that. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes, but sometimes you need to turn off your brain and then do that. Yeah, that's always nice because working too much is definitely not good. I agree. I agree. (laughs) But yeah, that's right. Go outside. Go outside. Yeah. Um. So I did want to talk to you about something. I wanted to drop some knowledge. Uh, Yeah. Have you heard of high funnel, low funnel marketing? Educate me. I don't know. So I'm gonna bring back some social media stuff. Yeah, man. Have you ever heard of uh, high funnel marketing, low funnel marketing? Nope. Never heard. You you want to know about it? Please. <laughs> I'm curious and I want to know more. So high funnel marketing, low funnel marketing is a uh, strategy. Okay. okay. So uh, with high funnel marketing, what you do is 
you're trying to let's say you have Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an example. Uh, your main goal is to hit a hundred thousand followers. Okay, yeah. you need a hundred thousand followers. I don't know, maybe thirty to a hundred people will start messaging you and asking you if you can collaborate with them or do work with them. You know, right? Out of like a thousand people, maybe one person will reach out to you. Um, so that's high funnel marketing. Low funnel marketing is, um, let's say your really good friend decides to ask you, hey, do you know any good photographers out there? And you're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, um, this guy, mm-hmm. What's Patrick? Who, who'd, you, who'd you recommend? Patrick, <laughs> duh, of course. So if that guy is like, hey, do you know any good photographers? Yeah. You would say, Patrick Yonda, he's <laughs> fucking amazing. Well, well thanks well thanks no 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 but um well you would probably say like yeah Yeah. uh, go check out my friend patrick's work yeah or or another photographer that you let you really actually don't know too many good photographers but if but i'm just saying like maybe you would know someone out like maybe you know other photographers but um you would actually recommend him a photographer Mm. and that guy would rather pick me or whoever you chose or whoever than somebody he followed on instagram Okay. Because there is that trust connection yeah. between like you and him. He's like, oh yeah, this guy recommended me mm-hmm. to Patrick or this guy recommended me to like my other buddy. Yeah. And since you have that connection, you do feel there's more of a relationship mm-hmm. there. So it'd be easier for you to yeah, it's get more in contact. A, it's a trusted source. It's a trusted source. So yeah. that's actually low phone marketing. Because uh, it's kind of like under the radar type of yeah i mean i'm cool with talking to people one-on-one every day Mm -hmm. maybe you have some work for me that i don't know about maybe i have some work for you that you don't know about um so that's how we build our contacts and that's how we network but this new this new age is the social media and that's the high funnel marketing i'm horrible at that Mm -hmm. so i so it's it's a nice way to figure out if you should be working on your high funnel marketing or if you should be working on your low funnel. Some people are really good with both Both. already. But if you actually understand the difference between the two, you can kind of pinpoint what you need to work on Mm -hmm. if you need help, but, or, um, which one you want to dive into more. Wow. You know? Okay. So never even knew about that. Yeah. So maybe you, how do you feel? You feel like you're low funnel or high funnel? Like, do you think, do you get most of your work through LinkedIn and Instagram? Not really. No, it's, it's you, more like word of mouth. Word of like, mouth, hey, right? Hey, is cool. He does a lot of design work. He can do your logo. He can do your website or what have you. Like, oh, yeah. Um, they'll suggest me usually. I yeah. mean, it's usually word of mouth, like friends of friends or, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, man. Not, See, not that's... too much through like Instagram right now. I mean... If you, you know, hit me up, slide in my DM. Let's see. Yeah. Let's work. Let's collaborate. Right, right, right. Um, no, that's exactly what I mean. Right now, I am I feel like I'm strong at the low funnel marketing side of things. I'm able to call up people and say what's mm. up and see if there's work or someone would recommend me to okay. someone else. Yeah. So that's where my, my main source of income comes from. Mm-hmm. But if I now start working on the high funnel side, yeah. I feel like I'll have two sources, you know? And I think that's a good way to compartmentalize your marketing strategy. Mm. So, okay. But yeah, that's uh, I love that. That's high and low funnel. Yeah, I need to ask you about this. Yeah. Again. Do you think? Do you think you're? So you think you're a low funnel market person? I, I think I'm a low funnel market, but I think it would be really but, great to have the best of both. Right. 
Of course, you know? uh, that's that's what you need to do, yeah. especially as a freelancer. Yeah. Right. So I think um, you have some grasp of low funnel marketing. I mean, you are working at Golden Voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's that's the drop the knowledge, dropping some knowledge section. All right, all right. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, where can people find you? What's your plug? My plug. Yeah. So people can connect with me. What's your website? Saishkotecha.com. Can, can you spell that out? Yeah, it's going to be too difficult for all you people to spell. Even my check, own. Check out his work. Yeah. He's, he does a lot. Oh, you, thanks, you also man. do a lot of compositing work. and. Yeah, I do a lot of random stuff and fun stuff. Um, <laughs> he does a lot of good stuff. He does a lot of compositing work. He gets, he gets um, images, putting them together. Yeah. And making it work. Yeah. And I and do a lot of branding identity stuff. That too. I'm doing a lot of more websites and things recently. Yeah. Um, and I like to collaborate and do fun stuff like our paper project, you know? We should do we should do something we else. We should yeah. New series coming soon. Folks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um very <laughs> soon. <laughs> um no, but you guys can connect with me on Instagram at SRK three. Those are my initials. And then uh, just the number three after SRK. Um, Do you have a Twitter? I have a Twitter. What's that? Yeah, it's um, Saish underscore K. Um, I don't tweet to... That's how you spell Saish, S-A-I-S-H. I don't tweet too much, I do got to say. I have like a separate like music kind of account called That's Deck where I do more music related stuff yeah. on the underground scene in LA. So and, if you ever um, have an underground party in LA or if you have any, um, or you want to know where to find them, maybe you should ask this guy, hit me up. So you know. knows. Um, also I DJ in LA too. I was going to ask another you, plug right there. I was going to wrap this up right now, but I wanted to ask you really quick. So how is, uh, how's DJing going? You're DJing it's actually tomorrow, really right? seldom that I play out, but like I'm trying to, do more of that in 2018. Yeah. Um, you can catch me on my radio show though. Like I DJ every Monday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific Standard Time nice. on rwd.fm, Rewind FM. Yeah, and I've been having that sh- radio show for the past uh, like three years on that radio station. And yeah. then it's I've had it ever since college. But anyway. Has, that, can, been, has that been pretty easy? Or? It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a natural flowing thing. Like people send me music, I play it. New, old, classics, all underground, deep cuts, eclectic, global sounds of the underground. Whoa, big words. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, but thank you for having me and doing this whole thing. Dude, I'm really, gonna give you a handshake. Yes, double, yes. That's how the double handshakes, man. Double, you know, double that's a sincere. Are, I agree. Handshake. Double handshakes. People should do more often. That makes the other person know that you care. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I double handshake all the time unless I don't like the person. Yeah. I would do one. Yeah. I I do like, you ever, you ever had like a limp handshake Mm -hmm. with someone and you're like, well, what just happened? I have. Handshakes or handshakes can be fun. Handshakes could also be extremely awkward. Disastrous. Yeah. In a way. But, um, anyways, we can, we could probably ramble about that some other time. (laughs) But yeah, this is Saish. Um, yeah, you can catch him in all his different social media platforms yeah, and his or website. website. Did Sa- you t- did I you? didn't even say it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Saish He'll have it in the description bio. Blah blah blah. What's? Can you spell it? Can you spell it out for them? 
S-A-I-S-H-K-O-T-E-C-H-A.com. Nice. Boom. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of Pretty Not Bad. What did you think about it? Pretty Not Bad, dude. Like, honestly, dude, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty not bad. You're giving it a bad connotation right now. No, but it's, like, pretty good that it's pretty not bad. Does that make sense? I'm just kidding. No, I had had a great time. Shout out to Patrick. And, uh, yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Peace out. Talk to you later. Oh, yeah. Uh, Music at the end. You're listening to Sky Tony. The song is called Palm Desert, and it is also playing at the beginning. I forgot. Bye!